Super. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time you listen to this, we are back once again. They're not just 90 boys. Live in the flesh, on the mics, ready to chat about the footballing world. It is me, Nat McKenzie-Smith, with the big bad lad himself. Yes, me, Connor Redpath. Thanks for the intro, mate. And it's good to see you again. you got a fresh trim, nice little fade going on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be boldies, mate, together. Yeah. <laughs> Union. Yeah. The boldies but, union. I tell you what, mate, how fast has it all come around? I mean, we are now say, at the end of the every season. Every single time. Every single time, mate. It's, it's, it's sad, really. It always feels a bit sentimental at this point. Mm. It's like, oh, what a long season it's been. But then you can't remember those mums from, like, October to March. I have no recollection of what happened yeah. during those months. <laughs> but, but it happened. And we're yeah. at the point now. Everything in the Premier League is pretty much decided apart from the top four. But we're not going to talk about that because why would we? Mm-hmm. There's no point. You know, that'll sort itself out. And then we've got the Euros to look forward to. Yes. Um, yeah. Just yep. a nice little chinwag, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think that... Um... Like you say, it comes round, but especially that, that period where we were in that sustained lockdown, it was just like whatever was on the telly, you might stick it on. And then you don't realise that team's playing again within like 72 hours. It all just seemed to mash up into one. And I think that the night, it's been nice to have this, like the F- cup final was fantastic from yeah. a neutral's perspective. And then you've got, mm-hmm. um, obviously fans are coming back in and it's, Fingers crossed, you know, nothing goes, no one goes crazy. We don't all lose control again over the summer and we'll be back. Very true. You know, I mean. Exactly, in the, the stands. And who knows, we'll probably have a YouTube channel where we go yes. to every Europa <laughs> Conference League game. Come on. I know. Honestly, the, the fact I cannot like... wait for flipping Vodansk versus, you know, somewhere daft. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be yeah, a nice little introduction, I think, especially now that um, you, you've really, it's sort of coming to the frame, like when the pundits talk about it, you know, like they, they actually mention now, oh, the qualifying spot for the Conference League. It's like, yeah. so you know what, the Europa League's had its moment, you know, come on, yeah. the new thing. Let's, yeah, it's going exactly. to be fantastic. An extra tournament, like an extra final, of course. Going Wouldn't to be... it be great if they if they qualified for the Champions League, the winners? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wonder if they'll continue like the same steps approach. It, it'll be it'll be nice, and it'll be really interesting to just see the, if there's a qualification process to it, or it's just the fact that these teams just go straight into it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's great. I'm I'm pleased to say it as well that. Um, myself and Oscar, the friend of the pod, is we're both going off to Notts County on Saturday. We managed to get tickets, so That's we're, we're going to be part of this coming back together yeah. back at Meadow Lane. We'll be live on the on the stage, really. yeah. And I think if they win as well, large. they've got something to play for. So if they win, we'll get a point and they'll secure playoff spot too. So there might be the chance That's of massive. an extra game in there too. Yeah. Really, indeed. Yeah, just sort of brings a smile back, and it's nice to see now, like the fans. You see it on the telly and everything. He'll be a soon, yeah. mate. Like you say, yeah. back at it. Exactly, exactly. Huge. Mm. But today, talking about a few things, aren't we? You know, the highs yeah. and lows of the season just gone by. Of yeah. <laughs> 
Don't yeah. want to talk about talk it too much. It'll be a, it'll be a brief, a brief three minute spell, which mm. will turn into a twenty five minute rant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately, you know, if you don't keep up with the championship, the Millers have been relegated from the championship in quite dramatic style, really. Mm. All came down wow. to the last day, and then we decided to concede in the eighty eighth minute when we were in the game. So up the Millers. It was you know. yeah, very tense. Tense day. Yeah. I had like the Leeds and Spurs game was on one tally, but I think all the attention really was on. I personally watched the Derby one because, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I can uh, absolute shit house. Yeah, it was Ridiculous. the fact that yeah, you know, like you were you were so so close, man. But mm, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the- if I swear, I said if we'd have won that game, I think we would have stayed up because mm-hmm. I think obviously Derby's would have, would have had to push for the win. And obviously, Chef Wednesday were, were pushing for the win as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I said it's one of those things I remember. Said, I think I've probably said it on the podcast before that, you know, it's probably good if we go down uh, very briefly, just because obviously, you know, financially, I mean, every time we've been on Sky for the past however many weeks, it's always been mentioned that our, our budget is not as high. And, you know, mm-hmm. we have to work hard. And obviously, quality in the championship in recently, recent years has obviously come come to the come to the fore more and I think I don't know it, it's it's hard it's obviously you're gutted that you've been relegated but it's it's nice to probably be in league one after the hectic season we've had obviously COVID has hit the team twice you know hectic schedules stuff like that mm-hmm. I mean I think it'll probably be nice for the the Rotherham lads now to just just to have a bit of a break and just relax because it is hard. It's it's hard to motivate yourself when you've got a game every two days. I mean, it's tiring playing one game a week. I mean, playing three or four games a week, it's it's a bit much at, at times. So, yeah, I think the lads can't, can't be too disheartened by it. I think they've really given given everything this season. Now, we will see some players go. Um, I mean, there's already rumours that we're going to sell, sell some players Um and I mean, we've already had our list of players that we've kept on and the ones that we've released. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you're sad in the moment because obviously it would have been nice to stay up. But yeah, I'm also like happy that we can go back to League One and, and, and enjoy football. And not Cambridge and Cheltenham and Bolton. Yeah, we're not going to have to get, we're not going to get sent for six every every game or, or loot or as soon as we concede a goal. Worrying yeah. that we might not score. You'll have you know, Derby in there against Wednesday still. You know, there's yeah, always exactly. going to be that, those games still, to look forward still, to. I think it's again. It's start. I, I said it like the the gap between the Championship and and the Premier League was always was always bigger. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know two of the teams that have been promoted last year are going down, but mm-hmm. you know that that gap's always been. It's I think it's getting you know smaller and smaller mm-hmm. um but like now the gap between the championship and league one seems to be much more difficult because obviously it's filtered down um the teams that have come down so on and so forth so and it, i think it's a really interesting league you know the teams that that are, that will be still in in the league i think will give us great competition i mean hopefully we'll be close to promote i really again i said it before i don't want us to get promoted because i think we need to 
financially stabilised before we try and push on again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's still team teams in the division that that you know, like the Charlton, Portsmouth, Ipswich. Um, I mean, there's still teams in that division where where they are still still quite big clubs in terms of in terms of their stature in England. Yeah, you've got um, Charlton so, knocking about still, and then you've obviously yeah, exactly. got one of the four playoff teams that'll be staying down too. Like imagine yeah, exactly. you're, you're playing Sunderland hopefully again next season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I, I I like the idea of if we can keep obviously the majority of players. I mean some will go because they had quite good seasons considering our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, so some will go. Um, and I mean, if we can sell them for a bit of money, great, because, you know, we've been there, as I've said before. So, you know, that sort of thing doesn't ma- doesn't bother me too much. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, after the game, I was bloody distraught. I didn't talk to anyone for about half an hour. Uh and then started having a few red wines just to ease the pain. <laughs> but, but you know, we're I'm I'm I've perked up since and I'm 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 sort of I look back at this season, you know, a big long season mm-hmm. filled with I know obviously whilst COVID lockdowns have been happening. So we can't I mean I can't be too disheartened by it. And I'm looking forward to next season, obviously getting back to a few games. So yeah. So yeah. I'll take I'll take I'll take the season. I'm happy it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, long may yeah, the we, move the, on. we stick to the roadmap so we can all get back. Yeah, stick to the roadmap. No mess go off it. Right, so we had a little chat, didn't we, over the last week or two weeks? And Ooh, did we now? Came on to the next topic for discussion, which is yep. the newly Americanized thing that's being implemented, yep. not the Super League. The Premier League Hall of Fame. Yeah. As if Again, those... another another American thing. Yeah, as you yeah. say, another American thing. Just why not? We've we've took proms <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah, why not, why not bring the rest of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next everywhere there'll be targets everywhere. And yeah, chicken. no, can't wait for a Walmart. Class. Yeah, Walmart's everywhere. Um. So. Like, obviously, like we said just now, it's Americanized. So, like, most American sports have their Hall of Fame. Like, the NBA just had their recent one where Kobe was inducted, yeah. along with Garnett and the goat that is Tim Duncan. But um, <laughs> the so the Premier League one started about a month ago, and the two first inaugural ones were yeah. um, the legend that is Shearer and close behind him uh, Thierry Henry now we looked at the criteria and the last I believe it was yesterday the other inductees were you had Bergkamp Bergkamp Frank Lampard Cantona yeah and Roy Keane Roy Keane yeah yeah now we looked at the list just now and over the last day to see we're going to give you our two each that was on the same yeah. shortlist as those four players and give you our reasons why that we yeah, believe they're six, the ones to go six in. Six in total. Yeah. There's obviously four, four that have already been put in. So. Yeah. So we're going to do two each from the list. 
talk our way through it. And then we're going to also finish off with one player who is currently still out there playing, who Mm -hmm. is bound to fit into this list. And just a little read on the criteria. So players must have had a minimum of 250 league appearances in the Prem unless they have achieved any of the following milestones to meet the criteria for this. So they made a minimum of 200 Prem appearances for one club, been selected to any of the league's team of the decades or 20-year anniversary teams, won a golden boot or golden glove, obviously to get the goalkeepers in there, been voted as yeah the gloves been voted as Premier League player of the season won three league titles or scored over 100 goals or 100 clean sheets so this is why the players are on the shortlist which we're going to go over now so do you you, mate want to fire away with your first choice my big first choice love it um I think this guy, it, I mean, since he's obviously gone into punditry and whatever, I mean, he was always well-loved. Um, I remember my, my dad telling a story about watching him uh, on Hackney Marshals and stuff, being like, oh, that guy's not that good. And seeing him a year later and he's live on telly or whatever. And that is, of course, a similar story to Jamie Vardy in Ian Wright. Ian Wright, right. Right, right. Huge. Some just he's such a lovable character, and I think it was it was hard for me not to pick him, um, just because of how much of a, a nice guy he is. Um, you know, obviously seeing him on match of the day now, and obviously punditry before, and he always seemed like you know a really happy guy and whatever. And his story is so it's so like you know against all odds sort mm-hmm. of thing. You know, he's done documentaries before talking about his past and whatever and and the hardships he went through. So, I mean, I've watched those sort of things just because of, just because of how much I like him. Um, yeah, yeah, they were good. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff where he talked about his PE teacher being his biggest role model and getting him into football. He gets into football and then he, he, there's that clip of him into where he's in the stand talking about him and then the guy comes yeah. up and he thought he were dead. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And just, so it, it hits home, that sort of th- mm-hmm. that sort of stuff that, you know, footballers are human. Yeah. They experience emotions. And I, I did, that, that story for me of, you know, not being, not being picked when you were younger and then still having the drive and, and the ambition to go on. And all the stuff I've said, up to this point has all been about his character and mm-hmm. you know him as a person that goes goes out saying how great he was as a player mm. you oh, know, yeah. some of the goals he scored were just absolutely outrageous you know always being in the right place and again that hunger and ambition to be in the right place and then you know the chips he scored the things he did made players look silly and and a bit of a journeyman really and to achieve and to achieve what he did in in such a short time, obviously not being not being in the footballing world from you know 16, 17, 18. Yeah. You know, to score 128 goals for Arsenal as he did, you know, in in such little time, really, it, it goes out saying how impressive 
how impressive he was as as a player. Um, and obviously, I I just like him, so I have to throw him in there. Yeah, yeah. What he's, a guy! He's just one of those guys that I, I there's few people that I think could hate him because he's just so nice. Yeah, and obviously, his character really shines through. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had he had his like moments. It's one of those, I guess. You know, when the FA Cup was a bit more traditional for him, it was one yeah. of those moments. He scored that one for Palace, and yeah. um, he obviously didn't win it with Palace, but went on to win it a few times with Arsenal. And yeah, yeah, like you say, the hunger, you know, to be to be around professional football, making the most of every minute he had, considering he came into it late. And he, he's yeah. hum- obviously humble, recognises his beginnings. And yeah, you love to see it. And he, what a character. And he is now on, on the telly as well. Exactly. See him every Saturday night or Sunday yeah. morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. That late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a guy. What a guy. And I think he has to go in, has to go in there at some point, mm-hmm. um, whether it be next or, or in, in the future. Because, you know, what a, what a character. Mm-hmm. Um, what a player. Yeah, for sure. Um, to yours, mate. So, yeah, yours. Sticking on this the theme of strikers, I will go for someone who came on to the Premier League scene from the continent. Uh, I think that he first caught the eye of the club that signed him. <coughs> and he was tearing it up in the old UEFA Cup and he knocked out Newcastle in the semi finals when he was at Marseille. And then he joined Chelsea. Yeah, just a bit. Probably the last <laughs> chance we actually had of actually winning something, to be fair. Um, but yeah, um, Didier Drogba. Um, yeah. It, uh, he, he's had, he came back, obviously, as well. Came back to Chelsea. Just, yeah. I think that it was just our era, I guess, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When Mourinho came onto the scene. Chelsea had the influx of money from Abramovich. And he was part of that first sort of wave of, I guess he, I guess you could say a bit of like a super super team and what a player to lead the line. And um, I think the, the players around him helped you when you had players like Ida Johnson, Iron Robin, Young Lampard, Makalele, like securing the midfield. And yeah, he Very was true. just so powerful and he could score any mm-hmm. type of goal. Um, I always remember one that he scored against Everton where he sort of like took it on his chest and swiveled from about 35 yards out and just on the volley straight over Tim Howard's head. And there's ones that he scored against Liverpool where he did something similar. And then I think what I really remember him for is, and it's not in the context of the Premier League, but was just that that Champions League final. Champions League. Oh, that is Drogba's final. I mean, like, yes, Chelsea win it, but I'd be surprised if you remember it for anything else. But the scenes yeah, when he scores that winning penalty, you know, yeah, and, and his um, massive header as well from Paris yeah, from the, to get the equaliser, yeah. and Huge. I think that he was almost there at the start, and I mean he came back after the final win, but he was there from the beginning of the Abramovich era to sort of when he was almost like one of the last players to go as well before yeah. the whole team just sort of changed. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. Yeah, and a bit of loyalty about him as well. Which yeah, the, always the goes down. Definitely well. was. Yeah, you still see him on yeah. Twitter now, like 
giving like heaping praise on players, like really happy yeah. when the team does well. But yeah, part of the hundred club, obviously. Um mm-hmm. he's won his titles. Um yeah, I, I just think that the the inductees we've had so far have been a bit more of the an early noughties slash Yeah, exactly. 90s. I think it's difficult, yeah. We I mean we spoke about it before, didn't we? That it it's hard mm. for us with out of the inductees, they were sort of ones that when the Premier League first became the Premier League or like around that time. So it's hard for us to really reflect upon their career unless mm-hmm. we watch Premier League years, which we did. But yeah, oh yeah. It's, sure. not, it's, not, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a focal point, is it? You're like, you know, when you watched games, I remember there was one where drug was, I don't know what it was. I think it was a cross from the left and he guided it right into the far corner. It came with the post and the crossbar in the post and went in the top corner against Arsenal. I was like, how on earth has he done that? Yeah. And like, it was one of those things where, you know, it's like, oh, did he mean to do it? And because it was drug bar, I was like, yeah, he meant to do that. Yeah, of course he did. And it was like, he's perfectly guided. That's Never exactly where he wanted else. to put it. <laughs> and it was like, his celebration as well, the passion, you know, the arms mm-hmm. going blooming and crazy. Yeah. You know, some, some like, and he it always was, did the, like this sort of. Yeah, always, yeah, shaking his arms yeah. side to side. Yeah. Hard to yeah, describe absolutely it. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. He just, just, I think he was one of those guys that really just loved football, loved mm-hmm. playing it. He always seemed to have a smile on his face apart from that night against Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. Not impressed. Yeah, but I guess see, it's, even it's then, the passion, the yeah. the love of the game, you know, mm-hmm. some of, I mean, even he's played for that American team in their second yeah. division. It's like that rising. sort of stuff, like what, like he wouldn't have played for it other than the fact he just wanted to play. So. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, he owned them, but he still wanted mm-hmm. wanted to play. But yeah, yeah, it's just a just an incredible footballer. Really. Yeah, I mean, he came, he came back to me and he realised that. He had a couple of years or even just a year left, but he was, yeah, and the exactly. goals maybe dried up. And like the old saying with strikers is the knees is like the first thing to go, but yeah, uh, he just wanted to be around it as long as he could. And he came back to help the team. And yeah, yeah honestly, exactly. just what a player, just what I remember is the Premier League was him wearing one of those Chelsea like Addy Zero shirts yeah. with the collar, yeah, and yeah. Doing bits in Europe it. too, and Basing Basing Basingwa, Basingwa, yeah, with, Ricardo Carvalho with the monobrow, yeah, <laughs> some boy, some boy, yeah, right, mate, your number yeah. two, who, who else? My number Pick- two out of the twenty-three list that we have been given has to be uh, Nemanja Vidic. I've decided to work my way down the field because mm. you know it's all well and good saying you know putting all these strikers in there because you know it's e- I think it's easier to score goals than it is to, you know, defend, especially in title winning sides, because you know, counter attacks you can be open, open to those. Um, but he was just such a solid, solid player. Like oh, unit. He would put his life on the line, you know. He's one of those players, you know, when you see like the images of people wearing bands on the red light, the mm. oh, go on. Paul Ince one. Yeah. He's got the blood dripping all over his top. And he's that sort of player that would literally die Mm -hmm. just so he didn't concede a goal. And again, we talk about the passion of Drogba and stuff like that and the drive. Like he was always 
in and amongst it, he always wanted to, you know, do the best he could for the team, mm-hmm. put in strong performances. And it really, you, it's like, if we use Liverpool as an example now, it's been hard for them to kick on because their defence has been, you know, so hit by injuries so badly. Mm-hmm. And during Vidge's time, it was, it, for him, it, for like the players going forward, they knew that, you know, they could go on and do these things and know that if they made a mistake, that it'd be sweeped up by, by the defence. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, Ferdinand, you know, one of the, again, one of those players that, that is on the list. But I mean, me, Vidic, like growing up, you, you sort of like, I remember playing with, like playing as a kid and kids were like, you know, Vidic is like so strong, whatever, or so yeah. <laughs> physical. And like the centre-backs centre back, centre wanted to be like Vidic instead of wanting to be like Ferdinand. And it's like, mm-hmm. like he came in, you know, not a well-known name and still just fit in so well and was just such a presence in that defence. And I really think yeah. for title-winning sides, it's easy to talk about the players that scored all the goals. But if you look back and look at the defence and how important they are, as we've seen with Liverpool this year, we've seen that, how important it is to have such a solid defence for those players to kick on, allow them to make mistakes without worrying, oh, this is going to, you know, I'm going to... Foundation, isn't it? To build off. Yeah, so, so, yeah, exactly. That strong foundation. And I think Vidic was literally a strong foundation in himself. Yeah, it's massive. So, yeah, I think he has to go has to go in my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my, and in my, I put on one of my two. Probably one of those players that had the shortest spell out of yeah. the, uh, out of the, I, th- I think it might have even just been five or six years, but mm. the fact that he was so, he was such a constant player in, in those Fergie sides, especially. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to come up against him. And I think that, no. it, uh, you know, like the centre-back needs to do so much more now. Yeah. But back then, when he was around in the league, like he did the job that was needed. I mean, like, mm-hmm. obviously, different players Definitely. will work dif- better under different managers. I think you see that a lot, um, where players end up sometimes going back or realising they've made the mistake. And, yeah, yeah. what a guy. Um, I'll... Just move on to mine. Yeah, just yours, mate. Yeah, and I think that we'll stick with those like title-winning players. And I've gone for Paul Scholes because, like we said at the start, it was just a case of you know a bit for us more more players our era. But I think that he was around for so long. He's another one of these players that came back and. You know, I mean, I love the story as well about him that he, when he came back to Man United for the second time, he went to the shop and bought his own pair of shoes from like Sports Direct or JD or somewhere like that. But he was just an all-round midfielder. I mean, like he could yeah. obviously shoot and score yeah, and he... from so far out. And then like, his passing as well, like the ability to distribute like he does or he, or he did rather. And he was, I mean, like you remember the goals he scored against Roma in the Champions League too. But I I just think that 
he was an all-round midfielder. And I think you talk about players like Bellingham, the story with him where you've got the shirt number he picks where yeah. you play like pick the four, the eight and the ten because they were all the positions you could play. I think that was just skulls, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think just one of those players that made the game look easy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very difficult to make football look easy at times. Oh, in yeah. big games as well. And Skulls mm-hmm. did that on, on numerous occasions, you know. He was one of those players when we talk about, you know, dictating the play, dictating the tempo of the football match. That, that was him. You know, mm-hmm. he gave him the ball and, and was like, right, Skulls will pick out a pass or like, I'll make this run and only one person's going to pick me out. It'll be poor Skulls. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I might be tired. Paul Skulls knows not to pass to me, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he just knows he knows when and when not to do things. And it was it was it was it was so great to to watch as you're growing up because you have to realise that, you know, it's not all about attacking, attacking, attacking. Sometimes it's about controlling the game, relaxing mm-hmm. the tempo, relaxing the team around you. And by doing simple things and then having that ability to do absolutely amazing things was was something he could switch. And it was mm-hmm. having that switch, not many players are gifted or have even have that ability to even think to do that. So mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, like if I you think... if you factor him in to the side with Vidic and like you say, it's it's easy enough to think about like the players that scored the goals, but then you've got to look at who's behind it and mm-hmm. the creative aspect of skulls in there, knowing that he could even drop back in, like as he got a bit older, to to be one of those distributors in his in the sides that he ended up yeah. playing in teams with, like even when Ashley Young made his move to Man United mm. and yeah. playing in like like just title winning sides right up to where I believe he finished in 2013 when that yeah. season that Van Persie came in and they just sort of had a lot of fun, didn't they? You know, that was... Yeah, exactly. Was, it was having shits then, and giggles. Yeah, that was like a, even like an enjoyable Man United side to watch. So, yeah. 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 I think that, that, that there's obviously positives about all of these players on the list. Mm-hmm. Like you, you could make account for numerous ones, maybe somebody with a bit of an... I guess you could say an older head could maybe jump on as well. Yes. Yeah. Just vouch for the the rest of them on this list. I mean, like let's not forget you had players like Schmeichel, uh, Andy Very Cole, true. like Glesford and Leticia is on there too. Bit bit before Ashley us, Cole. yeah. Ashley Cole's on there too. <laughs> Ashley Cole. But, yeah, we obviously picked those two each because we feel we we can reflect a bit better, and they stand yeah, out hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But, I think otherwise it's, it's difficult for us to you, you can't really talk about players that you know you haven't seen much of because mm-hmm. it's like I mean I always say this we see we see Messi mostly during Champions League games we see Ronaldo mostly during Champions League games um, and I mean you know the countless amount of you know video clips that are out there to be seen. I mean, you could probably research these players. I mean, even if you're listening and you, you haven't seen some of the players that we've mentioned, mm. you know, there's clips, there's stuff out there to watch them. And I mean, 
what I class as a legend or someone that would go into that, go, that goes into this Hall of Fame for me would be someone that if I was to say right put their best 10 minutes together yeah would a child learn something from what they do mm-hmm. like oh, just massively what a kid what a kid, yeah. a kid learn like you know say we said I said Ian right to be in the right place or you know executing a chip when to use it and stuff like that drogba you know use your body you know be it as well as an aerial as well as as well as being good with your feet be an aerial presence mm-hmm. you know with being mm-hmm. with being strong holding your ground you know and skulls having that ability to pick a pass out knowing when to do the right thing. yeah it's of course like with those four players there's things to learn from them mm-hmm. um and i mean i'm not saying that the people that people on this list, on the list, that we may not have said, you can't learn things from them. I think you can learn probably something from every single one of them. I just don't think that the other players are as, or have an ability that that we could learn, that you could learn quite easily just from mm-hmm. watching 10 minutes or yeah. you know, practicing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think... It's true. I mean, probably Very apart from Matisse, you know, out of yeah. volley. Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing as a legend. You'd watch them and be like, "Oh my god, I can take this, this, and this." I mean, like in basketball, if you watch Michael Jordan, you know, you know, stepping, just hot steps all over the place. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Stepping all over the place. Yeah, just uh, pure Steph Curry just having distance from just yeah. shooting from anywhere. Limited range, yeah, of course. Yeah, and the techniques, that sort of thing. Mastering, like, masters of techniques as well. I think that's a really, a real, another big thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I think to, to be so good at one thing, as you say, Paul Scholes' accuracy of passing was, is absolute, was absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. And like mastering something like that can put you at the highest level of football as yeah. Paul Scholes was. So I think also something like that as well have to be has to be considered if you're going to be. I mean, obviously the criteria that you said, you know, having those numbers as well, of course, means a lot. But I think that mastery and then obviously being able to learn from them mm-hmm. um, as as a child or be it be it pl- current players, whatever. Um, that, that I think, for me, is crucial when you're putting these people into the Hall of Fame. So with the person you think is going to be in it in the future, the current player, you believe yeah. that he's going to be one of these players that you can sit back and look at for a good 10 minutes in the future? Yeah, I think so. Um Again, the thing is with with the player I've chose. Um, I think with the player I've chose again, I still don't think he's the complete package, and he's still really well, not really young, but in football terms, he is a young player, mm-hmm. and will have time to grow. Once we, the players we've talked about, they were the best at their prime, yeah, you know, 27, course, 28, course. 29, 30s. I mean, the player I've picked is is off is off is you know a few years off that a good few years off that so you know i wouldn't for me 
yeah, that's that sort of thing obviously will be will be, you know, considered. I mean, yeah, I think the player I've picked, that that sort of thing, you could you could definitely learn something yeah. from that person. Go on then, spill the beans. Spill the beans. Okay. That I mean, I said I said we've I said this to you before and um obviously what this person has done off the pitch as well, I think will put him in the Hall of Fame. And obviously mm-hmm. that gives it away. In that it's Marcus Rashford. Yeah. I think First of all, I'll talk about him off the pitch because to be a guy of 23 years old as a, as a footballer, you know, taking on this much responsibility in terms of, you know, challenging governments to make a big change, obviously, in terms of the school dinners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it almost sounds silly when you say challenging someone to, you know, provide school yeah, dinners. Yeah, provide for a like child, yeah. It's such a it's such a big thing that has gone unnoticed mm. until Rashford has obviously talked about it, made it you know known to the government, made it known to the world that actually there is a problem and it, it shouldn't be a problem. I think to take that responsibility on is absolutely massive. And for someone who's 23, I expect that from like maybe a retired footballer that's probably thinking, I've got free time now so I can challenge mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But Rashford now playing, you know, at the elite level of English football and the highest level in terms of, you know, top four in the Premier League is, it's just, it's mind-blowing to think that you take such a big, a big challenge on alongside your football. Um, And as I said before, now now talk back to about him as as an actual player in terms of his ability. I mean... When Rashford came on the scene, it was sort of like a, you know, he was there at the right place at the right time in that mm-hmm. he was playing well for the youth team and then they threw him in and he scored four goals in his first two games. So it's Yeah, like, they were great you know, games. I remember the Arsenal one yeah, especially. Exactly. Really, yeah. like, wow. And it was like, and it was like, oh, wow, this kid's pretty good. And I mean, he stumbled, he's, he's, he stumbled up a little bit afterwards, but now he sort of found his feet from maybe the age of 21, he seems to have found his feet. And he still, and I mean, I was saying to you before, Rashford's been about for about, he's played 30 games for the last five seasons in the Premier League. So, you know, injuries aren't a massive thing. Well, injuries are a a bit of an issue for him at times with with certain things, but he's still managing to get 30 plus games for the past five seasons. He's a bit of a young age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For such a young age as well to be like, yeah, I'm going to push through the pain. I mean, there's been times he's had to have injections on, you know, injuries. You know, I mean, his shoulder. Yeah, playing through things um, recently. But, like, but it's like the the sheer pace. It's like it's like when I talk, talk about Mbappe and watch Mbappe, the speed with him of, you know, how he can blitz pl- past players and they still have that composure to pick out a finish or pick out a pass. I mean, the thing that's underrated with Rashford in terms of football is his passing is absolutely ridiculous at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a ball against Arsenal. I think it was maybe this season or last. But he picked out Greenwood. And I was like, how on earth has he just done that? It was like on the halfway line and he's wrapped it round and it's gone right, right into like towards Arsenal's six-yard box. I'm like, how on earth has he just done that? His ability to pass is absolutely ridiculous. I think people, if you're 
listening to some thinking, well, I don't believe that. Watch a game, <laughs> watch a game when yeah. Rashford is playing and watch, he'll pick out two, three, four amazing passes that, you know, some people won't do. And it might, it, it might even be like a five, 10 yard pass, but it shouldn't happen. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's that sort of knowledge where, like I feel because I'm, you know, played football for so long and I'm aware of like how difficult it is to sort of pick out things. Yeah. yeah. That, I think his passing is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I mean, his technique, the, the, the free kick against Chelsea is a massive one, maybe just mm. that, like I was Ronaldo-esque, that sort of thing. And it's like, wow, what an incredible that that like he has that in his locker. I mean, Ronaldo didn't really master that until he was at Real Madrid, and that was towards towards the his purple patch in terms of his age. Mm-hmm. So I think that sort of thing that, that that sort of thing has to be considered that he is still 23 years old, that he does have mm-hmm. time on his side in that, you know five, six, seven years, he'll probably be at his best, probably racking up the highest amount of numbers. I mean, he's already said that he'll stay at United all his life. I don't think that will be entirely true, but... This is where I think, (laughs) you know, where's he going to hit this the rest of this criteria? Will Rashford just Mm. get into this based on... I mean, there's every chance he could win, like, a a golden boot, don't get me wrong, like you say... But then again, he's been experimented in all these different positions, you know. And yeah. Like he'll rack up, he he will rack up like appearances for clubs or in mm-hmm. the league, like based on the fact that he has played but in different positions. But is he going to yeah. go on to win these league titles with Man United? Because it's not like the ones we talked about with Vidic and Skulls. Um, obviously, the spending issues at Man United—they have the money there, but it's just just a case of. Are they now going to build around players? You know, like it's been a yeah. case of yeah. bring yeah, Pogba back, thing. bring Pogba back, but like he's a midfield player, but now he just comes off the bench. You spend all this money on a player like Van der Beek. Like who, who's who's is Rashford going to be the one that they build around in the future? And especially if you have yeah, another true. player like Very Greenwood true. coming through, or are they going to like look into the youth as well? Like there's a whole bunch of different avenues that United could take, but like yeah, is. Are they going to do that with Rashford? Is he going to be the yeah, one? Yeah, Especially if he's willing to be there for the rest of his career. I mean, it would mm. be a waste. I mean, he's won trophies. I mean, you talk about a player like Kane who hasn't. He's won. Yes, Rashford's won his trophies, but I think he'd he'd want to win the league, wouldn't he? Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. I think mm. if you know Rashford has to kick on to. I know, meet this criteria. I mean, we talked about the players we've talked about. They won things. Um, I mean, it's all well and good winning a cup here and there, but I think you have to win. You have to win Premier Leagues and you have to win Golden Boots. You have to carry your teams at times. And I think he's still yet to take that responsibility on. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that in time it'll come. Um I think you know it's it is at a turning point for United that you know this next year you really have to be challenging for the title, not win the title necessarily, um, but you have to be much closer to City or much closer to whoever whoever is, is also challenging. Um, and in the Champions League as well, I mean the players we spoke about, I mean there was big performances from Paul Scholes at times, um, Vidic, I mean the Drogba one that you mentioned, so. We we only time will tell, but mm-hmm. because of his off the field 
the things he's done off the field as well. Hopefully his car- his football now propels to that next level. Yeah. Because he's had yeah. he's had a few good in the last three seasons had good, I mean, output of scoring goals and assisting. Um the issue now is to be considered in that Hall of Fame, as we said, you have yeah. to you have to start winning things and you have to start really taking responsibility at times. So I mean we'll see, but I think that in the future that Rashford will that that those things will happen for Rashford mm-hmm. and it's only a matter of time really. Yeah, yeah. That's I, for you, mate. You know what? I, I feel oh. like wrong doing this because I had originally gone for a player now who is at the, the end of his career now. He's I mean he's not even playing here now. Mm. So let's say David Silva was what I was originally yeah. gonna go with. I think that That's we've re- we've reflected really. yeah, reflected upon like teams of the century and stuff on like yeah. previous podcasts. But someone we spoke about earlier on was Vardy. And I think that yeah. you know that like you compared him to Wrighty before we came on the podcast, mm-hmm. like yeah, he's somebody he's, he's like draining everything <laughs> he can out of these years that he has in the league. Yeah. And the fact that now he, he has a, he obviously had the league title, he's now won an FA Cup, which isn't part yeah. of the criteria, but he's up there for golden boot, I believe. Like mm-hmm. didn't he tie last year or something like that with the, yeah, the golden boot? Yeah, tied last year. So there's there's one. So um depending on whether he hits the you know um criteria for appearances and stuff like that, he has to be part yeah. of this. And I, I think there are going to be some players that miss out based upon like, and I, I guess they look at longevity for like Hall of Famers, like, especially yeah. if you look at the American ones, like how many NBA players you see in the Hall of Fame that have played less than 10 yeah. years, yeah. for example, which I mean, if they played every game in that case in the States, that'd be already like 800 appearances minus the playoffs. But yeah. They already exactly. have, they have to win something, I guess, to get in that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that for Vardy, it's just been one of those fairy tale stories, and I think we would have maybe, yeah, felt that it was a fairy tale watching Ian Wright if we'd had more opportunity to do that. But the fact 100%. that there's yeah. there's just so much of that lesser side. I'd be really shocked if say Casper Schmeichel doesn't get in alongside his dad at some point, yeah. and I think that would be amazing. You know, these two players have, and I think that. Kasper Schmeichel came into the frame like late on in his career too. He dotted around, yeah. bounced around all Very these true. other teams. He'd been yeah. in like uh, Leeds for a bit, He'd, like a few other football league sides before he got mm-hmm. his chance. But Very true. yeah, I, Vardy, there's not much you can hate about him unless he scores against the team <clears> all the time. But yeah, um, he, he's, I guess you could say, in a way, a lot of people can relate to him, you know, like one of us. The fact that he, yeah, came, exactly. he was one of these. I mean, he was. He went to the same round. college. Yeah, went yeah, to yeah. the same college I went to. Did the same football scheme that I did as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like you know, sometimes you hate him, but like you can't hate him for that long because he's yeah. such a, he is such a, as you say, a fairy tale story, and that he was just like out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just we we'll always look back at that season where Leicester won the league. Because it was such, I mean, against all odds. I mean, I looked at the team that played the most, like played the most. <laughs> I was like, I was like, how on earth? Like Danny Simpson, Robert Hoof, and uh, Wes yeah. Morgan, Christian Fuchs at the back. I'm like, 
sorry, how on earth did that team not get absolutely blitzed? Made no sense. I mean, everybody else mm. will talk about they had bad years, whatever, but I'm sorry, they were absolutely sensational. Mm-hmm. But like Vardy, Vardy even, even with the players that have come and gone, you know, Kante, Mares, uh, I mean, drink water. Drink water, yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Maguire as well. Like those players have come and gone on or supposedly onto better things. And Vardy really has like put Leicester on his back at times and gone, you know what, we're going to, yeah. we're going to still, I mean, that we're going to show that that wasn't a fluke. And I mean, this year, I mean, he's not had prob- probably as good a year, but he's still, you know, racked up the numbers. He's still yeah, put in performances. Sure. He's still been there and thereabouts. And I think he, he really, he really just showed that again, like Ian Wright, that you don't give up on on things because mm. if you you know if you're good enough, you will make it. And yeah. he's just a prime example of that. And he's he's done it against the best teams. I mean, it'd be great if Leicester qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, so he can um, have another shot, you know. So he can have another shot at it yeah. as well. <laughs> Not and to I mean, say he's, that he's they've 33 got a now. To win in it. But like, yeah. like another shot. But still of playing, playing, in it. Yeah. playing in it, yeah. <laughs> like they they were knocked out by Atletico Madrid. It was like how these players shouldn't far? be playing, yeah. shouldn't be playing against Atletico Madrid. Mm. But like Vardy's just he's one of those stories that you can't not hate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, did what what a guy, you know. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I agree with that, mate. I'd stick him in there. Yeah. I'm glad that we um, had the opportunity to speak about that and not. David Silva, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, da- I think that, da- yeah, David Silva is just, is no question for me. Yeah. yeah he'll just, make the next shortlist. Yeah, he'll make it in the next one. I, I'm, I'm sure that there's, there's a, a City player in like every position you could probably say like that yeah, would get yeah. in. I mean, like you could even make a case for someone like Joe Hart. I mean, yeah, really. I mean, like, yeah, there will, will have been by the end of, yeah, I think cities will be years. quite easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, be, be, I guess the next enough. the next thing they could do is like pick pick your like eleven out of the title winning sides from like twenty twelve yeah. to twenty twenty one or something like that. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I th- you know what? That's that, absolutely that, This has been really great. Like, it's all about reminiscing. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, the Hall of Fame idea. I mean, I think it's great for future generations to look back mm-hmm. on. And I mean, like the kids of like today will be like, who's Dennis Bergkamp? And then like their dads will be like, well, you don't know who that is. In. Yeah. <laughs> strap yourselves in. You're going to watch the next three hours of Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah. And the the incredible commentary from that Holland mm. guy. You know what, right? With Bergkamp, I remember the first FIFA I got was 06. And before I realised you could actually choose and change your team, I was like stuck always playing Arsenal Spurs game. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that season they were leaving Highbury and I was all, I'd always pick Arsenal and like Bergkamp was up front with Henri and that's like mm. how I sort of got introduced to him and then like you yeah. speak like you say you speak to your parents or something like that and you're reminded or you, you're introduced to all yeah. of this stuff and yeah it's where it starts and it's important not to forget the people that almost make the league or make the yeah, game you enjoy exactly. what it is. Because I mean, like, yeah, I... well, the ones that have been inducted already. I mean, like, if you think about it, we've got Shearer, like, the just goal machine. Like, mm-hmm. people went, it's like, it's those sort of things where people went to games to watch those players. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Shearer is one of them. Henri just has to, is, is one of them as well. I mean, Cantona. You know, yeah, for sure. Frank Lampard as well. I mean, maybe not Roy Keane, but like he still, was still like, oh, I'm watching Roy Keane today. Or I'm watching Eric Cantona today. Mm-hmm. And he does something crazy. You know, it's like, there was, I think that's another thing that to be in a Hall of Fame, you have to be considered that like people go and watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. They might not go yeah, and yeah. watch the team. They'll watch you or they'll watch a game to watch you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like mm-hmm. Ronaldo and Messi, we, we watch games to watch them. So that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I think I, I really like the idea because it does help us reminisce and for future generations. I think it'll be great. If there's like, you know, if there was like a link, you know, if you went on the Premier League website and they put like a 30 minute like video of just this player, like yeah. every single <laughs> player, and then they could watch it. I think that'd be a great idea. Maybe I'll I'll drop in him, drop in him an email. Yeah. So we'll create today. this for you. <laughs> we'll create this for you. Yeah. You Come just on. give me a big slab of money and yeah. I'll be out of your hair. Sort it. But yeah. Yeah. Class mate. Loved it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. I mean, obviously the Euros are coming up, so I'm sure we'll have mm-hmm. a bit of coverage. And a, a, perhaps a Premier League reflection. There's always a chance for us yeah. to build another team. Oh yeah, we, need, <laughs> we still need, we still need to have a look at our fingers, don't we? Yeah, we'll cover our, in the our next Premier one League we predictions. Do. So obviously, from, from final, last year. final day Saturday, I believe, is it? Oh, one of the I'm, days I'm this at, weekend. I'm gonna have a look. But we'll. Once yeah. everything's rounded up, we'll obviously sit down here. We obviously know we fucked up big style on the, uh, yeah, the relegation. <laughs> so Actually, I got I got two of them right. Yeah, I think or two of them, but I think we we both we both called the same bottom three, but yeah, taking a different turn. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've got I've got a few players out. <laughs> God, I said my player of the season's got to be habits. I think oh, that mine must have been someone like Werner or something like that too. <laughs> I might have got my young player of the season right, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sound nice. Thank you ever so much yeah. for listening. If you've got all the way through to this, mm. please be sure to send us your inductees on Twitter. I'm sure we'd love to hear it. And yeah. if you've got any comments about what we've said, even if you want to give us a bit of jip, that's fine. I'm sure we'll we'll have something to say back. Um, mm. But thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, yeah. And we'll see you next time, or you'll hear us next time. Whatever. Certainly will. Yeah. Adios. Arrivederci.